Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you're new here to the podcast, please feel to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at uh, Ryan Yusta, and then there's Krista Yusta. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk again about prayer, man. It's been in my heart to cover some of this prayer and faith go hand in hand. Uh, prayer is an expression. It's the it's the um, the point of contact many times for your faith. Uh, a person doesn't get born again. They can have faith that Jesus paid for their sins, but unless they confess with their mouth, unless they pray, pray a prayer of salvation, they don't get born again. So these things are woven together. And I believe our generation is one that lacks understanding on prayer. When I first started, um, really through much of my uh early years with the Lord, my teenage years and into my young adult years, I saw prayer as very boring. But uh, when you start to enter in and decide that you're going to be a person of prayer, you actually find that it's the joy of your spiritual life, the joy of your life. So we're going to talk about four things you can't pray without um, today. So number one, the first thing you can't pray without is desire to have a desire in your heart. You know, God has set us up where he says things like the ultimate commandment. What is it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. But God wants his people to be wholehearted people. When we pray, the last thing the Lord wants is that we come to him out of religious duty just to pray, Lord, I thank you for this day. I mean, engage, engage your heart in your prayers. There's nothing I can imagine from his perspective of like, he's like, do you know who you're actually talking to? Like, this is the creator of the universe. The fact that if you could get on the phone right now with any famous person, you'd be excited to be on the phone with them. If you could get on the phone with your favorite athlete or your favorite musician or any person, right? Even throughout history, if you could get on the phone with your favorite historical figure and have 10 minutes on the phone with them, you'd be like stoked, right? To, t- to be able to have that time. But every time we come to come to God in prayer, we're talking to the we're talking as man to God himself. And so there's got to come a place of praying for things, but praying fervently. And even if it's things that sometimes we get in the habit of praying for things that we kind of feel like we need, but we don't really want, ask the Lord to help you. Lord, give me a heart. Lord, I want to like compassion. We know we need compassion, but Lord, I want to want compassion. I want to I want to desire these things earnestly. I want them to be the desire of my heart. The Bible actually uses the word desire pretty strongly and it says especially with the gifts of the spirit it says desire earnestly. Do you know how you enter into seeing the manifestation of the spirit of God in your life more? It's through desire and that's always going to show itself in prayer. If you really desire something, you're going to go after it. Many people are obviously you if you're single, you desire a spouse and so you're praying, "Lord, And that's the strong desire at the forefront of your mind and your heart. Lord, I need to be married. Help me. Lord, I'm getting old. Help me. And so this comes from a place of desire. But it's the first thing you can't pray without. Um, The text today is James chapter 5. And it says, uh, verse 16, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We've got a couple different ingredients here, but one of them is effectual and fervent. This is heartfelt. This is, hey, this is a passionate prayer. This isn't, 
Lord, if you were willing to lift my burdens, I'd be really sure would be glad. Like, go after it like your life depends on it. Desire matters with God. It isn't the formula that matters with God. It's like if you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they were trying to be romantic and they were reading from a script, like they pull out a little cue card. I wanted to tell you that your hair looks really beautiful tonight. You're going to be like, what an idiot. What is this guy doing? Like, show me some feeling, right? And it's the same way with our prayers. The first thing that you can't pray without is desire. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The second thing that you can't pray without is faith. Faith and prayer go go hand in hand. So many people see a man of God who prays a prayer and they think it has to do with the wording. Like the first time, you know, as a youngster that you pray in public, you're like, you're wanting to get the words right. Oh, I know I, know I need to start with Father, right? I don't pray to Jesus. I pray to the Father. Uh, he says, whatever you ask the Father in my name. So I know, all right, I begin with Father. Father, I come to you. I ask you for <clears throat> this, 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 this in Jesus' name. So I know my beginning is Father. I know my end is Jesus. And then amen, right? So be it, right? And so we try to get this wording. And it's important to, to, to understand, hey, we don't pray. We don't pray with requests like that to Mary, right? We understand where our prayer is going. But too many people focus on the words. Like there's a special prayer that God has, like uh, an open sesame prayer that if you say the words just right, people will get healed. You know, there's this, there's this formula of like strings of words that you add together that's somehow going to crack the code. But God is looking for faith. Faith and prayer are this, is, are like the transaction and the money. So when I go in, if I walk into a store and I say, Hey, I'd like, this, whatever it is, I'd like these, this pair of shoes, they're going to say, okay, that'll be $400. I, I, I'm saying that because uh, those are the new shoes that I'm looking for. Um, $400. If I have $400 in my wallet, they give me the pair of shoes. If I don't have $400, they're going to kindly say, sir, please come back when you have the money. Prayer is my request to the, to the person at the counter. Please, I would like those shoes. What is, what is the currency? The currency is my faith. Do I have the faith to meet the prayer? So many people pray without faith. They pray with hope. Hope is different than faith. Hope is that one day you'll have it. Lord, one day if you'll, if you'll bless me and heal, one day if you'll heal me, Lord, if it's your will, please heal me. That's not faith. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is understanding that God has promised it, and I believe that I receive it. You know, when you be- when you receive it is the moment that you pray. Therefore, when you pray, believe that you receive. I don't believe I receive when I get it. I believe I receive when I have it. So that's what faith is. And we could spend, and we should spend more time on, on the subject of faith. Maybe we'll do that coming up in the episodes ahead. I know that'll help you. Faith, yeah, man, understanding faith has been such a, uh, a help to my life because then you realize the onus is on you. It's not on the Lord. You're not waiting on the Lord. You're <laughs> waiting on you in your faith. But I go in and I have the cash for these shoes. They'll give them to me. But if I don't have the faith for the prayer that I'm praying, you look at a man of God who raises the dead, a man of God who prays and something happens. It's not the wording of his prayer. It's that he had the, the quiet faith to match the prayer. 
He had the cash to pay for the shoes. Do you have the faith? Every prayer, it says here, verse, uh, the same, same text, James 5, verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven. And so that's the prayer of faith that saves the sick, not the prayer of, you know, amazing words. Oh, our father in your blessed be thou hallowed name. We come before thee this very day. Like it's not in that. It's do you have the faith if, you, if you're not sure that God's going to answer your prayer, you'd be better off waiting to pray. You'd be better off building your faith. You know, this is such a liberating thing that faith is yours to build. You choose. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come by an injection of God when, when he decides. You don't turn 30 and then he says, okay, cool. So now you're going to get your dose of faith. So you'll have more faith at 30 than you do at 20. There's 10-year-olds that believe the word more than 70-year-olds who've been serving the Lord for 60 years because they've never built their faith. What you achieve in life for the Lord is completely up to you and based on what you believe. And it's your decision. I was uh, I was able to um, have the privilege today of speaking at River University and uh, talked about deciding to believe the word of God. And it was just kind of a side note. But if you never make a decision, man, I'm going to believe what the Bible says about provision and about abundance. You never make that decision. You'll never have it. You know, faith for healing doesn't just come over time. It, there will be a moment where you decide, all right, I am actually going to be a person who walks free from sin. If there's any house that's going to be free from sickness, it's going to be my house. And you walk you walk that out. And so it's a decision that you make. Even for me, I had these symptoms in my body the last couple of days. And I, I went to take a nap this afternoon and I said, Lord, I'm releasing my faith that when I wake up, that I'm going to feel that I'm going to be better, that I'm healed. I thank you, Lord. I'm full of the life of God. The sickness isn't for me. And I went to sleep and it was a short time after I went to sleep. I can't, I was coming out of my out of sleep and I saw myself taking communion, like coming right out of sleep. And so I woke up, I looked at my wife and I said, Hey, can you get me communion stuff? And I'm laying in bed, still half asleep. She brings this cracker and this, this, uh, uh, this, we had some, um, grape juice in the fridge and I prayed and I took it by faith and I went back to sleep and I woke up perfectly fine. That's what God will do. It's your decision it's your decision to walk in that. So faith must be mixed with your prayer. You'd be better off spending less time praying and more time getting faith in your heart. So that leads me to my next point. You can't pray. So you can't pray without desire. You can't pray without faith. And you can't pray without the word. The word produces faith. But the word, you know, the word, what it does when you pray the word, prayers shouldn't be complaints to God. God, you know, this is wrong. God, you know, I need this bill covered. God, you know, I'm sick. God, would you come and heal me? Don't remind God what's wrong. Talk to God. Remind God of what his word said. He's given you his word as something that you can draw on. And it's not that you're using it against him, but that you have his ammunition. That's where he said, you, this is the whole understanding, is the Bible says, when you pray, your, pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God has given his word, just like when he said, let there be light. There was the Holy Spirit brooding over the waters and earth was created. He's spoken his word as a power, as a power producing creative word. Like he said, by his stripes, you were healed. Those words contain the 
power to heal your body right now. They contain the power, but it's up to you to use them. You're the one who enacts them in your life. You're not waiting on God to enact them in your life. So part of prayer, proper prayer, is praying a scripture that's revealed to your heart. This is where meditation comes in. The Bible says if you want to be successful, meditate in the word day and night. That's in Joshua chapter 1. Only then will you have good success. People think, oh, if I just pray a scripture, but it's, it's, it is, you have to have the scripture. If someone says, someone says, man, I'm believing the Lord for, I'm believing the Lord for a financial breakthrough. Okay. What scripture are you standing on? Well, none in particular. Well, that's exactly what you're going to get. Nothing in particular. Oh, I'm believing the Lord for a spouse. Okay. What's your scripture you're standing on? Anything you're believing God to do, you have to have a scripture to back it up. When people pray prayers like, Lord, if it be your will, do this. I know for a fact that they're not in faith. Unless it's like, Lord, if it be your will, help me to get this job. Because there's some things where we don't know. And that's where praying in tongues is so important. But if, if it's like, Lord, if it be your will, please heal this person. That's not faith. If it be your will is the most faith canceling faith-canceling prayer you can pray. You're basically saying, Lord, I could read your word and figure out if it's your will to heal, but I'm too lazy, and so I'm going to leave it up to you. God says, no, you don't get anywhere with me. God wants people. The Bible says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. The only reason you're born again is because you have faith in the fact that when Jesus died, he paid for your sins. You know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Man, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus died on the cross He lived a pure life. He rose from the dead. And so I have faith in that work. There's no doubting it. But then when it comes to healing, people are like, well, I don't know if I qualify. Why why is it any different? It's by your faith. If you had a strong faith in that Jesus was a healer, as he is as a savior, you would see the healing in your life. It's no different. It's still one of the promises of God. Jesus is just as much healer as he is savior. It's who he is. You can't separate him from who he is, right? And so faith has to be alive in your heart to see to see the breakthrough. So uh, number three is the word. So it's desire, uh, faith, and then the word. And then the last thing is you can't pray without is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is really our only standing. You know, for us, when we come to God, God doesn't look at us and say, yes, you're welcome. God looks at us and he sees the, the righteousness of Jesus. This is such an awesome revelation is that when God looks at you, he doesn't see your righteousness. When we came into covenant with God through Jesus, we got Jesus' covenant robe of righteousness. So what that means is when God looks at us, he sees Jesus' personal righteousness. He's not looking at your works and seeing who you are. He's looking and seeing I recognize my son, Jesus, and that gives us standing. The only way we can come to God is because Jesus lived a sinless life. We're just getting in on the benefit, right? So that's how this works. So when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus because we're bringing the prayer to him signed with Jesus' name. It's the same thing if there's a president of a company and you bring a piece of paper to any manager in that company and it's got the president's signature at the bottom, that request is going to be granted. When the, in, the, in the Old Testament, Nehemiah goes to rebuild the wall. He had requests to get wood and different things from the king at that time. Because it, if it had his name on it, it wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But because it had the king's name on it, that's what happens in prayer. When you pray in Jesus' name, it's the signature that is of the name above every other name. It grants every request. It's, uh, 
cancer bows its knee in the name of Jesus. That's why when we pray, we don't pray, uh, Lord, if you would heal this cancer, Jesus did already what he had to do. You speak to the disease. Cancer, come out in Jesus' name. And because everything bows to the name of Jesus, that cancer has to come out because it's, it's I say it this way, the power of the name of Jesus is always a 10. So it doesn't matter if you've got a headache, which is a one or cancer, which is an eight. It doesn't matter what it is. It's still less than a 10. So everything comes out in the name of Jesus at the name of Jesus. And so that's the four things you can't pray without. I believe coming out of this, you're going to get encouraged encouraged to pray. You're going to get encouraged to spend time in prayer, to take the word of God, even if it's one scripture that you've memorized that you know, man, if I know any scripture, the scripture that I know is that the Lord is my shepherd and you, I shall not want. And you take that scripture into prayer. All right, what prayers can I get answered with the scripture? Well, I shall not want. Lord, you said that you're my shepherd. That means you provide for me and I shall not want. Lord, I need a place to stay. Father, I'm asking you because you said I shall not want for a place to stay. Lord, and I thank you that in the name of Jesus, I receive it. I'm asking for two bedrooms, one bath, and I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. And then you begin to praise. We've talked about praise before, so I won't spend the time here. But I believe coming out of this where there's going to be people of prayer. Don't put it off any longer. Bless you. I love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.